very warm welcome to all my listeners who have tuned in to listen to another episode of Insider's Talk with New Entrepreneurial Journey. So let's dive in. I have with me Mr. Pratik from Strom Motors. He is the founder of Strom Motors and we will be rooming into all those EV vehicles very soon and learn more about it. But before that, uh, Pratik, I would really like to welcome you on my show, uh, Insider Stock, and an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And, you know, for, for our listeners to connect with you when you start talking about, you know, your baby straw motors, I think it would be great if you could just uh, share with us who Pratik is so that they can connect with you. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having us here. And, uh, you know, uh, just, just uh, looking forward to this chat uh, and maybe reaching out to some of your listeners and you know always always welcome to listen back from them uh, but yeah so i think it's a good place to start uh, i'll i'll try to quite quickly summarize but uh, so I, I i grew up in mumbai i am a, a thorough mumbai uh, born uh, you know and i love love the city uh, uh, did my engineering here and uh, I, I i went to us for my masters and uh, really, uh, you know, that journey itself was quite liberating uh, where, you know, just when you land up in a big university like I did, uh, you know, it's a very wide-eyed uh, kind of uh, experience initially. But then you kind of quickly understand that, you know, you see these ideas born. And I, I was, I'm very passionate about engineering. That's what I loved doing all through my childhood. And, you know, that's what I was training to get, you know, get to. And, uh, you know, so uh, the whole experience of the university abroad mm-hmm. was also about, you know, just understanding how very, very difficult questions or very, very difficult problems are solved at a very micro level and then scaled up from there. Um, mm-hmm. So even w- very quickly after graduating, I joined my professor's company and it was like a 15 people company. Most of them were PhDs and masters. Uh, and it was uh, being in that company kind of pushes you beyond your limits and, you know, always makes you learn more. Um, and we grew that company in about six years to more than hundred people. So even that experience was great that just having more team members, uh, you know, and uh, just building, building a, you know, kind of a tribe around, around solving problems and uh, reaching out to more and more people. Uh, you know, people was was something that was great. Uh, 2012, I I decided to move back to India. By then, I figured I I could build things. And you know, honestly speaking, I thought India needs a lot of building. Uh, so let's just get there. So I kind of decided to just start my own company uh, here in Mumbai because that's where I kind of knew the ropes. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just landed here without a plan. Thought mm-hmm. I would just start talking to people. Um, and, you know, even that journey was very interesting. We spoke to a lot of people, but uh, very quickly kind of got into solar and developing technology for some of the very big solar players here. Um, you know, so, you know, you know, that was my initial starting up journey and I had great people to support me, uh, you know, and then Strom happened uh, as, so we, in the company that we, we built, uh, thankfully it was profitable from day one. Uh, the kind of business we were doing, we were doing more like R&D work for very big companies. Um, and we always had an internal R&D project. So I always encouraged all my team members to be very inventive or, you know, problem solving kind of nature. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you, if you had, if, if you're part of the team, 
And if you had an idea, you could pitch it to all of us as, and you could hire us on the weekend. So if you're an employee as a software engineer at, uh, at our company, and you said that, okay, I want to solve this problem, uh, you then go ahead and convince all of us that this is, uh, this is a problem worth solving. And then you can recruit me or recruit anybody from the company and ask us to come on the weekend. And, you know, so we would do something like that. We would have hackathons, uh, you know, those kind of things. And Strom actually came out of that. Uh, so Strom, oh. is not, uh, Strom is not something that we picked up. Strom is something that is very organic. Uh, and it came out of a very deep need. Uh, I'm sure we can get into that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, this, this is sort of the journey more from, you know, uh, being a very passionate engineering student to getting involved in solving problems, uh, you know, mm -hmm. at, at small scale and then at a much bigger scale. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you started your professional journey through a startup itself. So you knew in and out what exactly goes in in building a company. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I went to do internship at Motorola mm -hmm. uh, for a summer, and that really turned me off on big companies because I remember at that at that summer when I was there at Motorola headquarters. Uh, they were that was the first phone that they had made uh, which could play mp3 songs and I was mm -hmm. one of the you know interns who was put on testing and I figured out that there was a huge error in the way they were doing something mm -hmm. and I just you know wrote like a four line change in one of the APIs and I had to call like a meeting with two uh, engineers from the group above and two engineers from the group below and justify what we were doing and why we were doing it was like a I remember it took me a week to get everybody's time, took me two hours to do this meeting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't work like this. I, I need the process to be more iterative. This is very removed. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, that was a huge turnoff for me to go and work for, you know, at that time, one of the biggest organizations, if you were, you know, an electronics engineer. Uh, but yeah, I, I always enjoy working in smaller teams. It's more, it's more passionate. It's more intimate. Uh, yeah, so... And I think it's a little quick as well, right? To get everybody on board and saying that, hey, this is what needs to be done to resolve this problem. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, uh, honestly, the, the, the what I have seen is the entrepreneurship or starting a company is not about solving a problem. It's about mm -hmm. getting everybody excited about the problem. If you're not able to, if you, if, you know, if you're not able to get everybody excited or attract really smart people, uh, the product that comes out is not going to be that great, you know. Uh, so uh, the one of the things that I, uh, you know, kind of gravitated towards is very hard problems, and I want those kind of people to come and work at you know companies that I'm working in, especially at Strom. Uh, mm -hmm. Our emphasis is very much on uh, every team member has has a say and also has an equal responsibility towards every part of the product. You know, so it's it's more of a team building activity, and uh, everybody has to be. Uh, completely involved and that only happens if everybody feels like you know this is a problem worth working on if you have a problem worth working on hiring and retention and all those kind of things completely go away like mm -hmm. most of the people we work with even outside like consultants uh, for the most part they actually work for free they said that this is a great product we kind of understand your vision and mm -hmm. uh, it would be great to be part of it uh, and that's the best for kind of way you can form relationships and you know build, build great things uh, so yeah that's that's how i love to kind of um, engage and uh, get everybody excited about the about what we're doing
Mm-hmm. Interesting. So uh, you move you move to India, basically Mumbai, right? Your your mm-hmm. home place in mm-hmm. 2012. So this move from US to India was it like you know you had to really think about it, or it was just it just happened one day and you were done with it, and you just wanted to go back home and uh, just start something on your own. Um. yeah I think, uh, there are different aspects of it it was it wasn't a very sporadic discussion mm-hmm. decision it was it was more towards uh, a constant feel that you know uh, there are more exciting opportunities here mm. and i know this place much better and india sort of needs and i i always tell people right you know luckily i come from a family who are you know middle class and you know uh, we can uh, we we can afford to have some liberty in terms of career choices like i don't have to actually uh, really really feel uh, that you know uh, if if i don't get paid for 6 months i'll i you know there will be a problem uh, so it's it's upon this this kind of like, i feel like this more of a responsibility right giving back that you know we we need to kind of push the boundaries more uh, you know because this is more of a privilege uh, and if you're if you're able to succeed or you know if you're able to do that uh, often enough i think india will prosper from there and we can really truly become you know what we actually all dream to become you know one of the world world leaders true because i was speaking with one of the entrepreneurs i mean you know, he he's he was also basically born and brought up abroad and then he came back to india because and i asked him this question and he was very clear about it that india has is is like a hub like you know you can find unique problems and you can find the solution for it and you can create something around it whereas uh, probably abroad those market places are not that high you know like he was like i would be doing something like a zomato or something yeah. but nothing uh, which is very uh, creative and unique because india is accepting people like us who want to do something unique over here oh yeah i think culturally we are we are excellent uh, and we are great at supporting entrepreneurs uh typically mm-hmm. this has been very community driven like you know there are certain communities who are doing right. certain uh, certain kind of jobs but that is changing quickly but this is sort of in our blood that we we try to help uh, the new guy you know they mm-hmm. kind of like the underdogs and uh, you know so we see i see a lot of community help uh, in general and also acceptability of products as in mm-hmm. uh, you know you you launch a product and you know uh, people people do reach out like we get we get hundreds of emails like every month that about you know what you guys are doing great and you know there's no reason why these people should be writing to us you know right. uh, but they they are actually finding time in the day to do this uh, you know people reach out to us through different mediums uh, so I, i feel like you know india is really primed and what startup india as a brand has shown in the last uh, i think 7 8 or maybe 10 years mm-hmm. is you can act, we are we are actually good at building big companies and scaling them mm-hmm. uh, and we don't have the scandals and you know those kind of things that the west has seen lately like the volkswagen stuff and right. you know all that so you know uh, we we are a bunch of really hard working honest people trying to you know solve problem at scale because that's that's the only way you can work in india you can't think small uh you know so i uh, you know i think india is a great place to kind of be if you if you want to you know try out new ideas and you know um, solve problems here mhm so um, were you always into automobiles like you know some people have that passion right of cars and bikes and all that 
uh, that you eventually thought that you want to do something in the automobile industry and you know probably with sustainable uh, thing like you know you're into ev so how did strom happen was it your passion that led or it was some kind of you know some kind of an idea that came across or was it some kind of an experience that you felt and you thought that yes this is what the indian market re- needs right now yeah and thanks for asking that question and then i i am pretty typical in that sense i i i'm really passionate about cars i probably watched all all sorts of episodes about car mm-hmm. cars but that was all from a distance i never really thought i would participate in automobile industry but it's just a fascinating thing and it's it's the epitome of kind of in in you know everything engineering as as mankind uh, you know all all sorts of things uh, be, help build a car and a beautiful car and stuff like that so that i kind of grew up with that but yeah never never thought about doing this when i moved to india i i really at around the same time uh, you know uh, i was also kind of the, the whole thing about you know climate change and everything sort of really uh, have, you know uh, govern a lot of my decisions and that's why we started talking to people in solar because clearly you could see that this is where you know uh, this there, there there's the like in today we are burning like 10 gigatons of carbon every year and that that's resulting in like you know more than 35 gigatons of carbon dioxide in the air uh, you know we need to kind of do something about it we can't just be we can't wait for the politicians to do it uh, as as engineers i i know how to solve problems and you know this seemed like the very ominous problem that is in front of us and mm-hmm. uh, you know so we need to kind of get 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 into working on it and so that's what drove me into solar and while we were doing solar a lot of commonality started springing up we were doing battery management we were doing soaring of you know if there was a factory and there's a huge solar installation what happens when there's a off day where can we store this into batteries so we designed a lot of these systems for massive factories and uh, you know so the team was already working around this and mm-hmm. electric automobile with with several companies taking off including tesla was of course one of the major factors that we started looking at this problem and we realized that you know and this is sort of what what discussions we were having back in 2015 16 is what are the gaps here and what is what is that the typical automobile companies are not thinking about and you know there 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 is there is a huge gap between a lot of people are interested in car electric cars but not a lot of product is available and we quickly realized that you know the the small car segment or the personal mobility segment is hugely underserved and if you leave it to the traditional automotive companies they will actually never never get around to solving this for for at least a decade and we are proving that that whole discussion is kind of proving itself we are in 2022 and mm-hmm. the big companies are saying that we are not going to look at launching anything uh, by 2025 so you know those discussions were completely true that you know given given the market dynamics and the cost structures of a small car uh, electric small car will remain a dream unless you know solutions like strom come to fore and you know they are really pushing the boundaries on that so uh, it was more about you know uh, you know this is something that needs to be solved mm-hmm. and i think we are the best guys to do it because we we've kind of worked on this and similar technologies all our lives uh you know so we we should be the people to do it and we honestly stopped all our so we completed all our projects and just bootstrapped uh, strom motors uh 
you know, my, my partner, Jean-Luc, who was actually my CEO in US, uh, he's a great mentor, friend, uh, you know, visionary. Uh, I just told him over a phone call that, you know, uh, so we are going to stop doing everything else and get only do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to his credit, it, he was more encouraging and that is the kind of confidence I needed. And he kind of quickly saw that, why are we doing this? It wasn't, it was not about, you know, the, the fancy car stuff or any of that. It was more about, you know, at this point in life, uh, we have to use whatever it takes to kind of start moving towards carbon neutrality and like in today's you know technology it takes like a stadium size factory to decarbonize about uh, you know carbon dioxide coming out of 300 cars right <laughs> so uh, the the amount of fumes that are 300 300 cars put out takes like a factory uh, of mm-hmm. the size of a stadium uh, so we uh, so engineers are working on it we need to we need to better that technology while we're doing that uh, you know we also need to figure out how to cut emissions on the on the on the vehicle vehicular traffic itself and you know even the covid times kind of showed us like delhi had beautiful days and right. APIs were brilliant and everybody was so happy just imagine like you're happy because it's a clear day you know you're yeah, not things are visible actually in the morning yeah. so that's a blessing for delhi yeah so imagine a day like 10 years down the line that everywhere on the planet things are beautiful that's the future that we all need to kind of work towards and what we are doing is a small part of it but if enough people do it uh, you know I think we can get there and you know that is how kind of that was the vision behind Strom and the decision actually was fairly simple once we kind Mm -hmm. of saw all aspects of it. Mm -hmm. No it is the 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 thought behind Strom is very beautiful and it is something which you are resolving for the future generation to come right because they'll have a beautiful environment to live in like I think once upon a time we had the privilege of that when we were young (laughs) probably not now but yes we have seen clear skies we have seen um, beautiful weather right now we are the ones who are complaining because of our actions exactly But yes, Strom is working towards that because I do believe that automobile industry is one of the factors uh, where we see uh, this kind of pollution and this kind of uh, change in the climate coming in. So when you when you decided that, you know, this is what you want to do. Now, automobile industries, like, you know, they're different in the way they operate, right? So any kind of, like, you know, uh, did you go through any kind of a research or any kind of studies or there was somebody that uh, you went to to understand how this industry works and how you can incorporate your idea and make a difference? Yeah, we spoke to like, the, you know, that's another thing that I try to do is when I get a, get an idea and that's what, you know, I encourage, and you know, young entrepreneurs to also do is uh, sometimes we get very uh, secretive about our idea. But right. the first thing I do when I, when I have an idea, I just speak to everybody. I'm not just talking about people in automotive. I spoke to... You know, we actually at one point also the whole team was standing at uh, at few petrol pumps, just showing pictures of things to people. Do you like this? Would you actually buy this? You know, mm-hmm. and we were we were talking to everybody. So I think that exercise was six months where you know we engaged with IIT professors to industry experts to normal you know working professionals. We we actually also interviewed a whole bunch of you know uh, MBA students to get their viewpoint. Uh, the way they see the world so you know that's uh, we, we the market research was very very deep before 
because if you if you find okay this is what i want to do and this is what mm. i'm trying to say that you know identifying the gap is really important because if you if you get into this thing where like you know there there a lot of these two wheeler startups right right and a lot of come like i think there are now over 400 registered electric two wheelers uh, uh, you know with the government mm-hmm. uh, so just imagine the kind of market play that is right mm-hmm. so you have to understand from business point of view also that two wheelers are high volume low margin game right right for high volume you need high capital expenditure at which you know startups typically tend to suffer if you're a first time founder raising money around you know a new idea or an idea which is which is easily du- duplicable mm-hmm. is a, a very very difficult journey that you choose for yourself uh, so you know our market research not just on the product not just on the customer preference but also on the business model or you know how strom will come off you know in 10 years 20 years 30 years down the line why should a company like strom exist why should we be do- people doing it those were there was extremely uh, you know uh, elaborate and we we went about it very very methodically to understand every aspect of the business before we actually started doing anything yeah yeah because i think because your you know your research was not just limited to a certain aspect right you you looked into the consumer base you looked into the actual automobile industry and you also looked into a model which you should work on as per the business to make sure that strom has the journey that has had so far so i think a in and out research probably helps the entrepreneurs to understand exactly how yeah. to get there right to get yeah. that solution done so that it is profitable to them as well as well as you're giving the value which you really wanted to when you yeah. started way off with your idea yeah yeah and and in pivoting later is just hugely expensive ex- exercise and takes a lot mm-hmm. of effort uh, so you know understanding the customer understanding the market need understanding how you're going to build a company around it is uh, extremely important uh, you know once you have identified either the idea or the or the product that you want to work on yeah mm-hmm. and one thing that i really like that you know you you what you said was that you know many people tend to be very secretive thinking that you know if i talk about it in the open then somebody else might do it Yeah yeah and many people fail in those regards because i think your vision is your vision and how do you get to that vision is your journey nobody can replicate that because they won't be successful yeah i i try to tell people that if you are if you're doing it you know let's be partners more than competitors mm. you know i we need a lot of people to to make a big company and you know make up scalable company so you know if somebody is excited about it i i look at it more from partnership point of view Uh, mm-hmm. and then and also the other thing that helped us a lot in this journey is uh just partnering with with the right people or par- choosing to partner rather than trying to solve all the problems as as engineers you know uh, our first instinct is always to like you know uh let me build this uh but right. when you build something it's also you have to understand the whole cycle life of the of the product uh, you know will you be able to manufacture all these different elements of the vehicle Mm. and you know how does it impact and you know frankly speaking the automotive is so complicated that you you need to understand that the, these things are out in rain cold you know heat and uh, you know these things have metal have fatigue and all that uh, so how do you you know how do you design something which then goes on to you know work for 10 years 15 years life and you know in those kind of harsh environments mm-hmm. uh, so you know you have to understand and kind of tip your hat to excellent engineer engineering that has happened in the past 
and utilize that as much as possible you know mm. you know a straw might look like a different vehicle but at the end of the day it's built from parts which are used in you know normal cars you know so uh, it, it's uh, you know if you try to redefine everything that you're doing you're just setting yourself a much 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 harder uh, you know uh, problem mm-hmm. uh, it's just smarter to kind of you know stand on others shoulders and uh, you know kind of uh, appreciate what has what has happened before you before you start you know uh, being being arrogant about it and you know kind of trying to do everything on your own you think you are you're the best at that uh, mm-hmm. there, there have been excellent engineers in the industry and there are and it's better to just collaborate and work faster uh, the goal here is to kind of really, you know, quickly get to a point where we can start replacing as many of, you know, fossil fuel cars. Uh, the goal right. here is not to become the richest man or not to become one of the teams who solved one problem. Or something. The goal here is to, you know, to reach to a point where, you know, we, we are reducing that carbon emission from, from major parts of the world. Uh, so yeah, that's if you keep that in mind, I think mm. most people do understand and they want to be part of your vision, uh, and that has helped Strom immensely. Like I don't even talk about the product when I meet somebody; I just talk about you know why are we doing this, and uh, you know it's more like most people will kind of align on those. Yeah, yeah, definitely because I think it's one of the talking points, and uh, the youngsters are also they are quite well aware. Yeah. of uh, what our environment is going through and there's one thing that i really loved on your website where you said simply add it to your gadget collection <laughs> so that, that is one thing that really yes obviously i understood that you know i understand it's an uh, it's an electric vehicle it has to do something it has to be you know yeah. for the environment and sustainability and reducing uh, the carbon emission but what i really loved is that you added that line to your marketing or website that you know simply add it to your gadget collection so how, how did that thought come in you know because are you trying to attract youngsters because nowadays youngsters they want to own everything yeah it, it doesn't matter from uh, what background they come from now so it is like you know even even i'm coming from a humble background but i know what i'm earning i like to spend it rather than keep it and save it like what our parents or somebody you know um older generation would do so yeah. right now they are spending and living their dream rather than thinking that okay we'll do it after 30 years once we have enough money so was it to attract youngsters as well to be a part of it just for the fact that you know they want to add something really funky i would say yeah. to their gadget collection and in a way help again with your vision yeah as in uh, so the way i see it right the new generation especially in india and uh, across the globe also there's so much more confident than we are we were at that point of time mm-hmm. you know uh, the, the thing about them spending shows that they're confident that they they will be earning much more than today you know mm-hmm. it it comes from a different place it comes from a security that we are in this growing economy and i am uh, my skills are growing every day I don't have to worry about saving for the future. I'll build my own future. So that's that's how this new generation is thinking, and that is why they're re- they're ready to spend uh, you know much more than what we used to do or, or our older generations would do. Uh, and these uh, these you know these bunch of people they're also very you know very very conscious about what do they. It's not just about what do they wear anymore. It's about True. You know what kind of movies are they watching? Where are they going? Who are who are they like following? 
and what kind of podcast they're listening to. You know, the, mm. it's it's a more holistic choice, and everything aligns to the central. You know, I'll give you a industry related experience. Uh, you know, ex- example. If you look at Royal Enfield, right? Everybody mm-hmm. had written Royal Enfield off. It's too noisy. It keeps right. breaking. You know, and all of that. And suddenly, we saw this resurgence of this brand because they connected with their audience. Like their audience was that I'm. I, I want to express my, you know, freedom, and you know, the wind in the hair, you know, and that kind of, you know, that is what the brand was all about. While everybody was talking about. ABS and you know bigger tires and all of that forget all this I just want to take this on the top of the mountain and that's what Mm. I want to do and I might not do it you know forever (laughs) or I might just do it once in four years but I see myself doing that it's not about me going to the mountain it's about me driving to work you know so uh, cars are like that you know the reason we chose that line and it's brilliant work from Sundar, uh, who's kind of heading our, you know, uh, the whole communication about the brand and a brilliant guy who wrote this book. And even that story is fascinating. Mm-hmm. You might get into it later. But, uh, you know, so the, the idea was that uh, the uh, the target audience for Strom is people mm-hmm. who are conscious, right? Who, who actually choose what they want rather than let life happen to them. And right. how do you how do you connect to them? What are they passionate about? What are so like there are hundred options of you know a gadget that if you want to buy a watch, uh, there are there are options from thousand bucks to you know a, a, you know several thousand bucks, right? Why would you right. choose one brand over the other when you have the freedom? Uh, you know, uh, so we we really think that you know the the customer is very very intelligent and they're very aware and they're not just buying the product; they're also connecting with the brand. I, I, I recently spoke to a Tesla owner in California and mm-hmm. I asked him, you know, uh, do you like this car? And he said, of course, I love this car. And I was like, okay, uh, would you sell it to me? And he said, no. And uh, I said, I, I asked why. He's like, in the four, last four years that I've owned this, I must have taken this car to the dealership like 50 times because sometimes the screen would break, sometimes mm-hmm. the door would not close or the window would not and you would expect that that kind of person would be really irritated with the right but here's this guy who's like now i have got it to a point where nothing breaks and i don't (laughs) want to let go of it you know because because that customer actually connected with the vision of the company not about the product and once Mm. you connect on a vision then everything else becomes okay, this company is my company, you know, we will fix this together. And, you know, these guys are honest, these guys are, you know, upfront, and they they are ready to listen to me. That's all they want. And then they want a company which is more collaborative than more, more, you know, inward looking. Mm. Uh, So that is what our mission and our communication is about. Our communication is just connecting with people who are appreciative of not just the product, but the vision and uh, you know, see sustainability as the end goal here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that is the customer we we would love to have, and uh, you know, become part of the family. Mm-hmm. Quite an interesting story that you shared over there. I'm pretty sure he would be thinking that this this car is what I built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and not that, Tesla it, because <laughs> you 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 hear him, and that's what exactly what his. Uh, yeah, I mean, was. I'm hearing the story from you about other person, and I sensed it that you know he would truly believe that this is what I have built because yeah. different things were not working over the period of time. Exactly. Lovely. So you know, cars, uh, bikes, like you said, you know, uh, every 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 kind of a brand has its USP, right? Mm-hmm. 
because it because of which it connects uh, with its consumers and also sometimes it's just for the fact because you love the design yeah probably it might not be as efficient as the other car or a compatible car but the fact that you just simply love the design you go for it kind of a thing yeah. right sometimes look and feel matters a little bit more yeah. so how do you think electric vehicles are uh, giving a competition in terms of look and feel as well as obviously the technologies which uh, they are like you know you are building it up on uh, with the fossil fuel cars yeah as in we have a huge advantage as in uh, thankfully you know uh, electric cars are a dream to drive uh, yeah. they are so so smooth completely noiseless and the experience is so exhilarating and that's what we tried when you know when we designed it we didn't go for the smallest motor or the cheapest battery mm. uh, we partnered with you know the best in the world to to give our give our customer our our motor size is probably four times what uh, a typical car this size would need the reason is we want this we want to give this freedom to the customer in the sense they they need to be they need to feel that that energy and that that uh, that uh, performance when they want it to and not not think that oh i'm thinking sustainable let me give up you know not have air condition not have power i'll i'll make do you can't do that your customer mm-hmm is conscious but he's also very very sensitive about you know having a nice luxurious interior with, right. with multiple touch screens and you know connectivity and you know ability to do so much more you know I've, we are actually the only brand in india uh, you know counting everybody out there who's starting to talk about automated driving from day one like all our cars are actually automated driving compatible that means that tomorrow we could build in house or we could partner with the automated driving company and all our cars with a simple sensor upgrade will be able to drive automatically right and then mm-hmm. and we're building some really good features around that uh, you know so these are some of the things that we think you know the end consumer will not uh, you know will not uh, you know kind of give up on uh, and we really need to kind of bring that to the market and lead more more of this conversation rather than follow this conversation uh, not just from india point of view mm-hmm. uh, strom is actually you know one of its kind in you know in major like almost everywhere in the world uh, we go to, like i i we we represented india at a consumer electronics show in vegas in 2020 and it was so fascinating that people from latin america people from germany in all sorts of places actually stopped by and wanted to talk to us about you know what is this why are we so the, the form factor definitely brings them in but mm-hmm. very quickly they understand that you know oh this makes sense you know there is there is a reason behind what these guys are doing you know and this is not just trying to look quirky yes it's a three wheel car but why is it a three wheel car you know right. that, that's more that's that's the meaty part of conversation uh you know uh, that 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 people enjoy once they get past that point yeah yeah so there are two questions <laughs> that i really want to ask now sure. i really wanted to ask you why it is a three wheel car <laughs> because sure. when i when i saw it i was like okay that is that that's one thing that really attracted me yes it looked different it didn't look like a car but i was like okay it's three wheels yeah. and then i was like am i sure maybe probably i'm not looking it right <laughs> and and the second thing is that you know like you just shared with us like says 2020 it basically started a new chapter because you got an international recognition yeah. 
Yeah. And with that recognition, obviously, I'm pretty sure you would have roped in a hell lot of business yeah. from there because uh, like you said, right, Strom is one of its kind. So if you could share that with us, it would be great. Yeah, so two things. I mean, why is it a three-wheel car? Uh, it's because that's what uh, makes sense. If you look around, you know, 90% of our use is, is single or double occupancy in, mm -hmm. in a 1,500-kilo you know, in a, in a car. Right? Why are we driving a 1500 kilo car around when we're only one or two person? Average occupancy in India is 1.6. In Europe, it's like 1.4. US, it's even lesser. Uh, so, you know, we, we don't need to do this. And, you know, it's what the automotive industry has always kind of fed us. And that's why we're, you know, like to give you a quick example, when Nokia was trying to make phones which were smaller and smaller mm -hmm. and more battery life. Here came like iPhone, which was like four times bigger than Nokia's small right. phone and with, you know, horrible battery life. Like you would have charged two, three times a day. And we saw that change, right? The customer mm -hmm. will appreciate if, if, if it's the right product for them. Uh, so when, when people say that, you know, uh, do you think this will be a good product? You know, th this will really take off. People will accept uh, three wheel cars and all of that. I, I feel like, you know, if you do, if you, if the product is solving somebody's problem and doing a good job at it and is really changing the scene, uh, there's mm. no way why it should not succeed or why you should be bottled into, you know, into segments or any of that. Uh, you know, you, uh, people now carry much bigger phones, much heavier right. phones with horrible battery life because it's actually replaced a whole bunch of devices that you would have to buy. Sure, uh, sure. And it's just so convenient. Uh, so if Strom is able to do that for automotive industry, I don't see any limits on, you know, what kind of, you know, markets we can reach. Uh, also, you know, so connecting with the international story and, you know, what what we are trying to do here is, so you're talking to this, this really big, uh, you know, it's a new startup, but really successful out of Germany. Mm -hmm. And the founders were telling me, this was again at in, uh, CES Vegas, uh, the founders were telling me that, you know, on a rainy day, they had this electric scooters and electric Vespas on their, on their fleet, but it was, if it rains or if it, you know, it becomes too hot or, you know, it's a really cold day, uh, they don't get any customers. So their entire mm -hmm. fleet is completely uh, unused. And also if, if a customer is driving more than three kilometers, they lose that customer to Uber because more than that, you just want a more covered, you know, experience. Uh, and he was like, if if we could have like 500 of these on our on our fleet, it would just be so much better because our customers can use this. You know, uh, we we could offer our customers a wider range where if people want to cover, if it's raining, they can use this, or if they just want the comfort of a car. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is this is small. These can be parked in you know smaller spaces, and we offer uh, for fleets. We offer swappable batteries, so that takes away the problem of charging and all of that, all the delays around that. Uh, so you know those are the those are the discussions that you know we had in those interactions, and we are really confident that you know Strom will uh, will be a big part of the conversations in the next five years. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, like you said, right now electric cars comes with an infra, right? Because you need to get those cars charged. It's not something that you go to a petrol pump and you fill up the fuel and you're good to go. So yeah. You need places to charge. So do you think that in India, that infrastructure, we are like, you know, we are still evolving because I, I can say from my experience, based on the society that I live in, I have, I don't own an electric car, but I know people who own mm -hmm. and they had to literally pull out <laughs> in the basement, some kind of a connection to have, uh, that facility where they could charge the cars. 
Yeah. Is it something uh, which India needs to really, really work on to make sure at least, like maybe the petrol pumps can be one of the uh, places where you probably you can get your car charged if your society is not providing one. But do you think this is one of the hindrances or one of the uh, major uh, blocks which we need to work on? So I have very, very, uh, you know, varied opinion, you know, kind of hmm. different opinion on the whole thing. Hmm. I feel like, you know, I'll give you a simple example, right? We have we have amongst us a lot of CNG owners. And right. these are typically people who drive long distances every day because cost per kilometer is extremely important to their budget for the month, right? Hmm. And these guys typically spend one or two hours on traffic. But do you do see them at 10, a, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. before they go home, spend 30 minutes at the pump to, you know, get gas, right? Hmm. That's right. the reality of their life, okay? So here we have a customer who's who's really conscious, uh, like it really, you know, pinches his, uh, you know, wallet about the cost per kilometer. And with EVs, all we are, uh, you know, and these guys are driving maybe 50 or 70 or 100 kilometers in a day, mm. that's the max. Uh, Strom comes with, you know, a 200 kilometer range, uh, you know, so that's more than enough that you would need in a day. Mm-hmm. And then asking that customer to come back in the parking spot, uh, you know, typically what happens is you you run a wire from a meter room to a charging spot on you know near your parking place and mm. you just have to plug in a wire if, if you tell that customer this is what you have to do he will mm. be like you know i'll have it tomorrow you know like i, I wanted it <laughs> yeah. yesterday uh, you know so that is the kind of reality that we live in yes in discussions we all talk about oh there's no infrastructure and you know even to the point that petrol pumps uh, should play a part mm. actually i think petrol pumps cannot play a part because in all honesty we're all living very busy lives. I don't see True. how any of us can take 30 minutes off and, you know, have a quick charge at a petrol pump. I, I really don't want that. And mm. that is the wrong kind of, you know, infrastructure we'll be investing in. Mm. Um, you know, the kind of investments India needs to make is uh, trying to bring more uh, distribution lines in the city. So mm-hmm. uh, we all now have fairly good uh, you know, electricity coverage in most towns, cities, and villages. Also, uh, we just need to make it more denser and much more, you know, able to carry much more power. Because if we mm. have to convert every car in, you know, out there into electric, True. we need a much more bigger, denser network. And I think that is where where we should work on, rather than you know trying to uh, trying to imagine a place where. There'll be charges every every corner, or you know, we don't need charges every corner. I think uh, the way technology is quickly developing, that this conversation is going to be thing of a past. Uh, Strom yeah, Strom already offers two hundred kilometers of range, which is plenty for somebody who's driving in the city. Hmm. Uh, you know, and for fleets, we offer battery swapping. Uh, so you know, I think the the the, the infrastructure conversation is sometimes overhyped and sometimes hmm. like overthinking. Uh, if you go and talk, look at the reality of CNG growth in India, uh, you'll quickly realize the reality is 100% like completely different than what, what people perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. Quite interesting what you said. I mean, uh, definitely, I have a clearer picture now. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, because I always I always thought that you need to have the right infra to uh, buy a car like, you know, an EV car. and. Yeah. But but you have you have definitely I think it was a myth that I was carrying. <laughs> you know, it's also like you know, like iPhone was able to you know send videos, but we were still on two G two point five G networks. Right. The the the, the net the, the things around you also catch up. So 
as you're building technology, your your things are growing, and you can't think that I'll wait for things to happen before we, you know I'll make a switch. You look mm -hmm. at your use case, and if it makes sense, you go for it, right? As in, Definitely, that's, yeah, that's yeah. as easy as it gets. If I'm in, uh, if I was at home and I had Wi-Fi, I don't care about two point five G or five G or you know three G, whatever it was. Uh, you know, this is a cool phone, and I it can do what I want it to do. And it shows my purpose, so that's what I'm going to get. So that's that's the kind of mentality an average consumer kind of thinks. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, we need early adopters because we are a different kind of platform. Mm -hmm. uh, but we really, you know, want to have a tribe around it who's who's very passionate and who connects to the brand rather than connects to oh, this is cool looking, you know. And then of course, that is what you what will get you in. But once you're in. You know, once you understand what what's the what's the you know overall uh, you know product, I think right. you will know, be much more appreciative of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think Strom is going to make definitely make people feel that once they get an opportunity to get hands on it. And sure. you know, it's it's something which which really uh, I just I just uh, wanted to speak to you about was because now everything is technology driven, right? Mm -hmm electric vehicles and automated cars and everything is uh, going to be technology driven on uh, AI or any other kind of emerging technologies that are there. So when it comes to security, right, eventually they're hackable mm -hmm. to a certain extent. So how important is uh, security or information security when it comes to this kind of a, a department like uh, electric vehicles? Yeah, as in this is something that we spend a lot of time internally. Uh, every feature that we add, we also think about you know uh, you know how this could actually work against our consum consumer or against mm -hmm. the fleet operators, and you know how can we make it more secure. Of course, now there are good standards like you know if you have to sell a car in Europe, there are very very strict standards that everybody has to adhere to, and that's what we're trying to do across our uh, across our entire uh, you know product line. Mm -hmm. uh, follow these international standards, which are which have been like almost built, uh, you know, around a very very sound uh, understanding of the security scene out there. But mm -hmm. of course, there are going to be there are going to be issues, and people are always finding loopholes, even on the best products and everything. And that's where again coming back to the customer. Once the customer is part of your team, uh, most of the good products that we see around the world, right? Companies, mm -hmm. you know, companies want somebody to report issues to them and they actually reward uh you know issues and you know things like that uh to people who bring to bring it to front uh and that's sort of what our approach is also that we want to talk to people who can find issues and you know help us build a much more uh, uh because you know in in today's day and age technology is moving so fast and then we are we we constantly under pressure to give them something to our customer Sure. You know, and we want them to, you know, kind of trust the brand in in that sense. Uh, but once they have established their trust, it also is our duty to kind of keep improving on that. Uh, so, you know, for us, it's 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 front and center in terms of data, and you know, who is going to have rights to data, and what kind mm -hmm. of data will be shared. You know, even to like, I'll give you a simple example, right? EVs quickly have to start also working with charging stations. So yes, there is. You know, if there is a charging station nearby, um, mm. you know, I need to know if that spot is empty, you know, and right. I, I might also need to maybe tell them that, uh, oh, somebody, I'm coming there. 
uh, how can you do that without sharing any information of the customer or any information about the car which is coming and all of that mm -hmm. uh, so it, it it comes down to even those kind of communications in and out of the car uh, mm -hmm. that you have to be really careful about how you design those uh, because you know uh, if you're if you're revealing too much uh, it can get it can get the end consumer in trouble because if you're broadcasting too much information like that um, you know so those are those are things that we think deeply about and uh, you know we are doing all we can but we we do want it to be a more collaborative effort and uh, you know just just use our community to kind of keep keep uh, one step ahead mm -hmm. that is true that interesting as well so like you know um if i like I, i i did tell that i don't own an electric vehicle so when it comes to a first time consumer you know mm -hmm. what kind of an awareness uh, should i have uh, to you know invest in an electrical vehicle or get get you know be a part of the community like you said which is which was very lovely actually mm -hmm. rather than saying that you know you you buy my car you just want to build a community which is uh dependable and in one way also helps you to grow right so if yeah. i want to be a part of that community what kind of an awareness i need to have so that i know that the vehicle that i'm going to own i'm able to maintain it myself as well yeah and use it in a proper way as in uh, the whole goal of you know extrom and several other companies in this domain is to not have any kind of you know uh, learning curve for you as a customer as a customer mm -hmm. you just get into our cars you know and drive them as as you would drive any other car that's the best mm -hmm. possible uh, way you know for us to kind of you know position a product uh, in terms of you know but you also get a lot of goodies when you go electric right you you first mm -hmm. of all you can be you know you can be so happy about that you're not adding to the city pollution and you know creating all these problems around asthma and all that but also you know uh, you get this very refined driving experience uh, along with that you you don't have to worry about servicing and all of that like strom is is uh, we have a service schedule of once in 2 years and okay. there is actually a digital clone of your product of your car you know or you know on on the on the cloud so your car is a physical you know product which has physical wear and tear and all that and the onboard sensor systems actually track everything from your brake pad to your tire wear to all your cooling systems your battery and there's actually a digital clone of your car on the cloud and before something happens the system will predict um, this is something um, prati uh, sorry to interrupt you but uh... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, your voice uh, broke in the middle. So what okay. I heard was that um, every electric vehicle that somebody consumer buys has a digital clone. Yeah. And post that, it was a little. Okay. The voice so was breaking. You want me to repeat? Uh, you want me to repeat that? Yeah, it would be great so that I can incorporate it well. Is it is it good now? The sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Okay. Yeah. So you know, with Strom, we're what we're trying to do is. every car will have a digital clone on the cloud so you, when you have your car it's a physical you know physical object but we're tracking everything from your brake pad to tire wear to all your moving parts and you know cooling systems and batteries and you we we gather all that information and create a digital clone so that before something goes wrong on your car 
you know, you you the system alerts you that this is what's going on, and we can arrange a service. So the next uh, next level on you know car ownership is completely different, and that's what also ties to the gadget owning kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, where we don't see you know the typical relationship what a OEM or a car manufacturer or a dealer would have with the end consumer. Uh, you know, the consumer and the system itself is smart enough, uh, which which alerts us and the consumer together so that things are already planned. So you you might get a message that, you know, this this part is wearing too fast. Let, you know, can we schedule a meeting? Uh, can we schedule somebody to come look at it next week? And that is the kind of experience we are trying to build, you know, that uh, you don't have to go out of your way. We'll come to you rather than you come to us and it will happen at your convenience and you can book slots and, you know, so that next, next, uh, level of experience that 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 we are trying to build around strom is around the consumer and not having to take a day off or half a day off to drop the car at the dealership or something like that mm-hmm. it's, it's mostly consumer centric uh, from from that point of view and using the digital technology to kind of get there is what uh, you know we are building towards rather than just have pretty pictures or some graphs that you know you don't understand much of uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, so uh, we we intend to use a lot of that data to help that process quite interesting i mean i i wasn't sure that you know a digital clone could be created for a car so that is something really new that i've learned from our conversation here it's very interesting actually so um you know every every journey has its up and down so we have spoken about strom we have spoken from where you have come from the journey now i really want to go back to prateek right mm-hmm. uh, as a person so entrepreneurship is not easy because the journey is not smooth right one day you have a different kind of a challenge second day you have other challenges coming up some week you have the entire day filled up yeah. that you do feel worn out at times right so as a person like you know what do you do to keep your mind fresh because when you have uh, such a challenge journey you need to have a calm mind right to have those uh, to you know face those challenges so what do you do do you take a break or do you have any hobbies that you pursue just to take a break and then hit back on that road again uh i do a lot of things in the sense uh, i i thankfully i'm i'm here in mumbai so i have a very good group of uh, friends who are mm-hmm. close by so we do take time off on weekends or you know do, even during the week sometimes to just catch up uh, that always is relaxing not to talk about you know our business and just True. talk about uh, life in general uh, having a very strong family around uh, also helps a lot uh, you know keeping everything grounded and keeping everything in in perspective uh, apart from that i think you know i'm in i'm in general workaholic and i've been uh, you know in tech for 15 plus years and i generally enjoy my enjoy my job mm-hmm. uh, you know and uh, i always uh, even when i when i hire people or when we are looking at you know adding people to the team we're always looking at is this is this somebody i want to like you know get some beers or you know, or, you know after work right. uh, you know so it's it's more rounded uh, personalities and once you once you have a really exciting team actually it's fun to be at work because we're always like you know uh, you know just just generally talking about different things in life and it's just fun to like there's some in, some people here who are super into gaming and all of that mm-hmm. and i i actually never really got into gaming but it's, i just love 
hearing from them what's going on and you know and some people are really into football while I'm more of a cricket guy mm-hmm. uh, so just you know I enjoy all these different conversations and you know trying to uh, you know understand more things about different uh, different aspects so you know in general I, I, I keep it very simple I, I mm-hmm. just uh, you know have have a good working relationship with everybody here and uh, you know on a on a social side i have a really good good uh, you know kind of lucky to be have that very good safety net around and just just keeping things uh, grounded from that point of view lovely so like you know because i truly believe that you know workplace is like a home right yeah. it's just your second home or first home depending upon <laughs> what you prefer yeah. at times but uh, the thing is that you know every every journey has its learning curve no matter whether you are an employee or an entrepreneur yeah. now uh, since you are an entrepreneur it would be great you know if you could share uh, you know top 3 learnings if you can <laughs> share with our budding entrepreneurs because that probably will give them a picture of you know how they have to uh, carve out their own journey because they will have obviously their own uh, learnings as well but it is great to share uh, one's learning with the other entrepreneurs as well because it it brings in a lot of motivation as well as probably gives them an idea on how to go about sure and then uh, you know i don't know if top 3 but i'll kind of just uh, share some of my mm-hmm. uh, learnings so one is uh, you know if 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 as a founder or as the person who's leading something if you set the vision uh, and share that vision with everybody i think that is the easiest way to you know keep keep everybody uh, you know on on the same kind of pointing in the same direction uh, so that is the number one thing that time and again just reiterate what you what are we doing here why are we doing it and just keep talking about you know whatever experience you have with the team because it's sometimes what happens is you're talking to 100 people but right. there you know some of the team members are only doing a single thing and you know it's it's hard to kind of you know keep keep uh, you know that that passion going just sharing like whenever i talk to somebody and somebody compliments our design i i make it a point that i i drop a line on the group that you know hey this person said this about a design or this person said that or i might just forward somebody's conversation so that everybody can kind of you know relate that oh you know this this is you know it kind of keeps everybody's motivation levels high and everybody mm. keeps part of the thing so that is number one as in be be as communicative as an i i sort of you know grew up as an introvert and uh, that is not something that you know i so i had to learn this and you know i i feel it's really important for a lot of you know engineers who don't speak too much who are very geeky and all of that to develop this side of their personality just just talking to your team members and just keeping everybody on the same page uh, so i think that is number one the second is you know this sort of i learned because i was an employee for quite a lot of time like about 8 years uh, mm-hmm. and i see a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs are first time founders or for, like they haven't never worked in another company before and uh, you know so this sort of i picked up and i kind of try to keep this in mind every time i uh, manage the team or kind of handle situations is that com- uh, the 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 same situation from an employee's point of view and from a manager's point of view are completely different sometimes employees are having a bad time they might have had a breakup or somebody is not good in their family or they just having trouble so as as managers or as entrepreneurs founding good companies you have to be large hearted i think that's number one quality that you can see across the board of people who have founded 
extremely successful companies is they're just large large hearted uh, human beings they just mm-hmm. you know have empathy and you know listen to you know things and slow down things don't take sporadic decisions uh, you know so just understanding that your employee is not always going to be 100% and give them a break when they're not and kind of try to understand what's going on or you know if they if they don't want to share give them that latitude because it's more of a long term relationship rather than just meeting a deadline you know so that that's another thing that i feel you know if if young founders um, you know i think i i'm i'm from a school of thought that you you probably should work before you get into entrepreneurship because it's it's such a it's such a this thing you know company building and team building exercise that it it helps you in a lot of ways and that's how i did it so i like it this way but i'm sure uh, there are great uh, founders who are also you know first time kind of thing so that that probably are two major things i think i would say to entrepreneurs if they can you know if they can work towards that if it comes naturally to them it's great uh, mm-hmm. you know but if it doesn't these are things you should keep in mind which it will really help and make everybody's life around you easier true <laughs> very true I, i i second that because being an i have been an employee so <laughs> <laughs> I know that at times it was a I mean I've seen like you know how people work abroad and how people work in India so yeah. at my I don't know I think probably I hope I keep I'm keeping my fingers crossed that things have changed but uh, initially yes it's it's tough it used to be tough in India to openly talk about your problem and say like hey I'm having a bad day today because so and so things happened yeah yeah so it, the main thing was to get the work done and I think because of the startup culture that is booming in india things are changing in the work culture as well so that's a blessing i would say for yeah, many I think, uh, around the world uh, the the situation the employee employer relationship is changing dramatically yeah. and if you're not catching on with that uh, you know you're going to have a hard time building a good company so uh, it's also become necessity of the time more than you know yeah <laughs> because because if i i want to get hired if i want to get hired in today's time i'm not looking at a massive salary right because that is not one of the driving factors now yeah uh, for me to choose a company if i have multiple offers offers what i really look is where i can have my life as well yeah at the same time earn a considerable amount of money to maintain my lifestyle yeah and then most of the team here at storm is working extremely hard and you know very with you know we have successes but everything is internal the product hasn't reached the customer yet mm-hmm. but uh, you know sometimes uh, you know the, so the one of the things that we we kind of I, I, i kind of keep reiterating to everybody is like if storm becomes you know there there are a lot of odds against us but if storm mm-hmm. becomes successful we will be that team around the world and you everybody will know you because right. you were in that initial team which built storm uh, because it's a category defining product you know so uh, always keep that in mind what you're working towards is is remarkable and everywhere we go we get these great appreciation for from everybody uh, you know so sharing those kind of things with, you know with the team and with new hires really really helps you know in, at least for for our case uh, sometimes it's difficult you're making a mm. delivery app and you know uh, but even there there are there are certain things that you're you're helping the society with uh, you know the whole the whole point of starting you know company starting a you know a startup is that you're actually changing something that is that wasn't there before right. or wasn't done right and that point of view has to be shared across the board uh, you know so that is uh you know 
thinking from an employee's point of view it, it helps a lot when you you when you kind of rather than reacting to what just happened or something like true. that yeah true definitely true and and i can be i i can definitely say you know like you know yes i was one of the <laughs> first few people that got a chance to have a one on one with pratik <laughs> who is now probably all over the papers and all over the world <laughs> and i really really wish you all the best and i and i hope and pray because i know the product that you are that you have come up with and which is in the market is definitely one of its kind and it is changing the world and i do hope that people come online with all these things and understand that this is something that we really need now it's not the point where uh, you know something we need to have kind of a thing it's it's a necessity if we want yeah. our future generation to have a cleaner air to breathe in yeah so thank you pratik for sharing your vision with us and uh, it was absolute pleasure to talk to you thanks veronica for having me this has been a very fun and free wheeling chat and uh, you know what you're doing is great and i i hope more more people discover you and uh, you know uh, somebody google strom and you know your interview comes up that would be great <laughs> so you know uh, I, but yeah i think what 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 you're trying to do with this podcast is amazing and more and more entrepreneurs will will benefit from this and you know i feel you know it's just the starting for starting for you yeah thank you so much thanks so that's all from me today i hope you enjoyed the interview and had some valuable lessons to take in with you and the stories inspired you and you found it interesting i would be coming with more new stories in the coming week every week every monday you will get to hear from me from a new entrepreneur their stories about their brands about their insights on employment and few tips and tricks to get into entrepreneurship stay tuned stay safe and enjoy your life